Welcome to Different From The Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents with challenging children with host Angela Sunis, a parent whose teen was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Each episode, Angela will have a discussion with an individual or professional within the mental health community. Different From The Other Kids, Season 1, a production of Marketing Maven. I wanted to thank Leanna Palmerio MacGyver for being here today. She is the director of the Wellness Counseling Group. She is an exceptional human being as well as an exceptional therapist. I can't tell you how many times I have so thanked my lucky stars to have had Leanna as part of our life. And um, I'm very, we're all very fortunate to have her here today. Um, thanks for coming, Leanna. So let me ask you our first question. Why is it necessary for teens to be led by their parents? For me, it would seem that parents can lead their children into a more positive lifestyle a lot easier than the child having to come up with everything themselves. Absolutely. Parents can often play a pivotal role in what path their kids are going to take. Sometimes you don't recognize these issues of mental instability until your child is well into his or her teen years. You may not have a particularly fit family or a family that focuses a lot on nutrition, but if you're encountering any kind of men mental aches going on in your child, then it's really important for you to take control. A lot of parents think that when their kids hit their teens, then they're old enough to make consistent good decisions, and often they're not. In fact, children between the ages of 12 and 17 enter into a phase I call the gray phase, where they struggle to make consistent rational decisions a lot of the time. Brain function changes during this time. The frontal lobes at this age often have lower activity and this can lead to poor control over behavior and emotion in many teens. As well, hormones are changing. The brain is still growing and they struggle to think much about anything outside of their immediate needs and wants. Parents need to help them in that gray space. Remind them that sometimes your wants are taking over your logic and as your parents, I will be stepping in. You may not like it because you need independence. Too bad, that's my job. As well, being a role model is important, particularly with teenagers, because they are constantly watching you. If you lead a healthy life and appear happy, they may try to emulate that now or down the road. Regardless, they see what you are doing all the time. If it's positive, then there's no harm in that. So how important would you say is it to show your children what a proper lifestyle choice looks like? Well, teenagers are now independent at this age, in their own mind at least, and they expect you to live up to the expectations you have held up for them. The best way to parent is to be a positive role model. If you want them to exercise, get out and exercise with them. If you want them to eat healthy, make them healthy meals. Show them how to make their meals for themselves and eat with them as well. If you want them to go to a naturopath, go with them and try it for yourself. Being a parent is like having a 24-7 surveillance system on you. Your kids watch you like a hawk. Show them how to be the best they can be by modeling this behavior. My family and I are constantly trying to find the right balance, and I have to remind myself that they look up to me to do the right things, and it's important to make sure you're showing them what that is. Exactly. That is what I say to the families who come in and ask, in addition to therapy my child gets with you, how do I help my child? And I often tell them the first thing you do is get involved and show positive examples of healthy behavior. They often ask this because they feel like a sense of chaos and they need to be more involved. 
Often parents who have teens who are struggling with mental illness are treated quite poorly by their teen and they feel helpless. It's not uncommon at the start of therapy with their teen to see kids with mental illness who bully their parents. Yeah, I've, I've seen that in families. It's unfortunate, but often unknowingly they will bully their parents for things they want, not necessarily need. As well, they will plead with parents not to intervene and not to help them with difficult situations because they, they think they can handle it. Parents are conflicted because they are thinking, this is my 15-year-old child. They can handle it, right? Because they're a teenager, and I don't want to step on their toes or take away their independence. But often, you can see them not handling a situation well. And so, if you give them an opportunity to fall a little, then you intervene when you see that. And you say, I'm stepping in because I'm your parent. This is part of parenting. Stepping in can be very, very hard. I think my biggest step was when I told the hospital I can't bring her home like this. I remember continuing to say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what she's going to do next. And I was afraid for her. That's when the psych nurse really looked at me. I could see she was reading me, reading that I was panicked. She said she would be right back. And that's when Christina got the 36-hour hold. Um, can you elaborate, Liana, on the criteria for hospital admittance for us? Unfortunately, I can't. Every hospital emergency department is different. However, if you know your child has the potential to harm his or herself or someone else, you need to inform the authorities and your local hospital and ask to have your team properly assessed. You need to advocate for your child and for yourself. If you don't do that, you will not get the help that you need. As much as we have statistics for the number of kids that are affected by mental illness, I'm guessing the actual numbers are much higher. There's so many affected in the spectrum of bipolar disorder and other mental illness. Absolutely. Bipolar disorder, which was formerly called manic depression, is a mental illness that has severe high and low moods, changes in sleep, energy, thinking, and behavior. Unfortunately, this is a challenging disorder. Yeah, the prevalence of bipolar, bipolar disorders is approximately 2.7%, so I've read, but it feels like it should be much higher. It seems that many people are wandering around, if you will, with mental illness. Well, bipolar disorder belongs to a category of disorders called mood disorders. Approximately 10% of the U.S. population has a mood disorder. That may hold true in Canada as well. So what is the one common challenge would you say that parents face? I think patience is a big key. Patience with the system, patience with your child because he or she is not always going to present as normal and you need to find acceptance in knowing that. Parents need to find a place to debrief all the frustration and the anxieties they have in these circumstances. Parents also need to take care of their health, exercise, and find ways to stay calm, mostly getting their heads in the game because it's a long haul. It is important for you to actively listen to your child. Active listening means engaging with your child and clarifying or validating what he or she is saying. Understand that caution is important when he or she is in a manic or depressed state because she or he or she may have a tendency to be impulsive, lie, and exaggerate. As a parent, active listening and participation such as asking questions and following up is important for any teen. You must really engage and communicate to get to a place you can help him or her manage. Giving him or her context so that they don't exaggerate or blow things out of proportion is really, really important. Okay, could you elaborate just a little bit more for us on that? Sure. 
So oftentimes their perception is a little off when they're either in a high state or a low state. So it's just helping them grasp reality as opposed to the irrational thinking patterns that oftentimes teenagers dive into. Being patient and actively listening allows you to assert your parenting regularly. We talked about that before, to be on top of things with your child and to know what they're doing. Educate yourself as a parent about your child's mental illness and all the things that they could be getting into trouble with. That means you may be hyper-parenting more for one child that does not have a mental illness, but that's not so bad. It's more work for you as a parent, but I think parents need to be highly involved in their teen's health regardless. What I always tell my clients is whenever you come upon a problem, make sure you understand it from every angle possible, and that's simply what you're doing. My parenting style had to really change. I had to become a bigger parent in many respects and having to create context and really talk and really understand what it was that she was going through and to be able to lead her. I had to lay down my gauntlet in some respects and allow her more control, which was really hard. That rolled off onto her siblings as well because I couldn't parent one child one way and the rest differently. A kind of give and take parenting style developed. I would say, this is where you need to be like you need to finish school, you need to do this, you need to eat this, you need to make sure to get to the gym and all of those things, then I would have to go and ask, how do you feel? And check in with her then and see if she felt any better for doing some of the things that I had suggested. I work on this still constantly. Great. What you're doing in a sense is managing her in a way to teach her how to self-care. When you have a child who has a mental illness, you have to micromanage them often. Sit down with them and help them. Break down their tasks so they don't get overwhelmed because bipolar teens get more easily overwhelmed than teens without this weight to bear. You have to help them see their challenges like it's not a big mountain. It's a series of steps along a climb. You have to help them do that on a weekly and sometimes daily basis. Yeah, I've been trying to give my daughter a general idea of what needs to happen. Big perspective. And then I go to her and ask her, how do I help her make that happen? It's very much based on problem solving for sure. To other people, unfortunately, it looks like I'm deferring to her, not parenting. But what I'm trying to do is simply push her in the right direction to get what she needs. I'm not deferring to her on what she wants. I'm giving her a framework where I'm trying to draw her to a better spot, especially during the difficult highs and lows. I can't top-down manage her because she's got to be on board. She's got to do it herself. I think making your teen more accountable for their life by negotiating and coordinating with them on what it is that he or she needs to accomplish is great parenting. You're saying to your daughter, what is it that you need? How can I help you do that? But you need to help me with all the pieces. This gets them involved in problem solving as opposed to you doing everything for her. Accountability is a good word for your teaching with your daughter. You're teaching her she needs to know how to do this for herself and she's able to see the benefits and consequences. There's a huge difference between involved parenting and enabling. That's for sure. You don't want to over-parent your bipolar or mentally ill child because then you can enable their bad behavior. What you want to do is actively parent by teaching them accountability at every turn. Sometimes they're going to fall flat on their face and you have to watch them fall a bit so they can learn. Then you can help them get back up. You help dust them off and you say, so it didn't work. How do we attack this differently the next time? And what did we learn? This is done by actively engaging your team, encouraging them to come up with solutions that work for them and that may be frustrating for them sometimes. 
It can especially be frustrating when you first do this process with your team because sometimes they want you to take over. You need your team to feel loved and cared for and be able to grow up and make good decisions and come up with ideas on their own. In the long run, what you create is a much more independent team, so they are wiser because of it. This is what you both want. Yeah, the trick as a parent is knowing when to step forward and when to step back. It's not always clear, and it's a constant struggle for me still. It's a bit of a dance. Patience and resilience are the keys. Yeah, it's a tough dance. <laughs> I know. Sometimes, <laughs> as the parent, we have to lead. We have to take over because their state of mind, because of their state of mind, that's just the way it has to be. But most of the times, your teen can lead his or her own dance. We just watch their dancing on the sideline and try to stay in step. It takes time for them to get to the place where they can actually do that on their own. It's time-consuming and frustrating for the parents specifically, but worth it when you see the development. Yes, because you together become a team. Sometimes you have to remember that teams can have disagreements and still be successful, but there's always a coach, and you as the parents are the coach, so it's important to know when to step in and when to encourage independence. Yeah, very, very team-orientated. You have to be a team because he or she can't do this on their own all the time. And enabling constantly is not the solution. Therefore, a team approach is often the best way to manage. I like it. Advocating for your child and working hard at being involved with your team will create greater empowerment for both of you. Thanks so much, Leanna. You've given us so much great information here. As always, your help and insight are appreciated. Thanks so much. See you next time, guys. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Thank you all for listening and please review our podcast on iTunes. This helps us spread our message and reach all those who need support. Don't forget to follow Different From The Other Kids on Facebook and Twitter. Check out the book on Amazon. Thanks for all your support and we'll see you next week. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I am not even that well educated. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different From The Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider. Thanks for listening to Different From The Other Kids, made possible with the support of My Mind Fitness. The holistic approach to a fit and healthy mind. You can find them online at www.mymindfitness.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Different from the other kids. Season 1. A production of Marketing Maven.